are learning together for ourselves as part of Project Lakotin Sichas. Today, we are doing the Sicha on Elul from Chelek Yutes. And we are learning as we do each week in this Chos of Rabbi Yosef Yitzhak Ben Sima Chasia and Masha Bas Batsheva. They should both have a Rafur Shalema Kreva Miyat. Um, this is a very short sicha, so we're going to be doing a lot of the footnotes today. Um, and it's a kind of iconic sicha. Uh, people who were there when it was, you know, when it was first uh, given over to us. And um, in general, people who are familiar with the Rebbe's Torah. This is kind of like, oh, yeah, this is an iconic sicha. And I'm sure we're all going to enjoy it tremendously. Aleph. Ba'achas misicha is chag ha-pesach. One of the sikhs said on Pesach, Mitair Chik Murichami Admar as Hamatsov Haruchani Shasharar Bishabas Mabarchim Elo Bilbabish. So the Friyat Rebbe, the Rebbe says, in one of the sikhs that he gave on Pesach, describes the spiritual um, energy that pervaded in Lubavitch on Shabbos Mabarchim Elo, which we just experienced. And what was Lubavitch? Lubavitch was Ir Habira. It was the capital city. It was the capital city. It was the place where many of the Chabad Rebbe's lived throughout uh, many years. And now the Rebbe cites one paragraph from that Sicha that the Fritik Rebbe said on Chag HaPesach. When he described the spiritual atmosphere and ambiance and energy that pervaded in Lubavitch on Shabbos Mevarchim Elo. And these are the words from that Sikha. B'Shabbos Mevarchim Elo B'Lubavitch, Shabbos Mevarchim Elo in the city of Lubavitch, Hagam Shadayin Hayezayim Bohir Shaboy Zorch HaShemesh. Although it was still a luminous and sunny day, Haresha Avir Kvar Hizchalif, but the temperature was already turning. Avir literally means ear, but here it means like the temperature was already turning. Literally, this means the smell of Elul already began to be sensed, to be felt. And the wind of Tshuva already began to blow. So uh, I guess, uh, ladies, we're... <laughs> This is, you know, the summer is a sweet spot where it's not Erev Pesach and it's not Erev uh, the Yom Tevin. But uh, we're moving from there. In another few days, it'll be Shabbos and Sunday, it'll be Rosh Chedesh Elul. And so in Lubavitch, uh, from Shabbos Mevorchim Elul, although it may have been a very sunny, warm, balmy summer day, but you could sense that the temp was already changing. You could already smell um, the smell of Elul, you can already feel the winds of Tshuva blowing. Now the Rebbe says, Everything that a Rebbe, that a Nasi says, is very, very exact in all of its details. We'll move on, and therefore it's understood. So therefore, the four different descriptions of Shabbos Mevorchim Elul that are described in the Sicha. And here he delineates them again. Ar HaShemesh Habba here, the warmth of the sun that illuminated. Chiluf HaAvir, the second thing is that the temperature was kind of already turning. Gimel, the third is Hargashas HaReach Shel Elul, you could sense the smell of Elul. And finally, Ruach HaTshuva Shenashva, the wind of tshuva that was already blowing, these are not merely expressions. But rather, they are four inyanim, four concepts that express the innermost content of Shabbos Mevorchem El. And so the Sicha explains to us how these four descriptions of Shabbos Mevorachim Elul uh, are seminal to understanding what happens during Elul. Yisei Ramizu, but before the Rebbe does it, he says even more. 
Tivi Rabbisenu Nesienu Mediyokam Hain Loi Rak Betechnam Elagam Bizman Amirasam. The words of our Abayim, our Nesim, are not just exact and specific in terms of their content, but it's also exact and specific in terms of when these words are said. Hainu, this means. Shekol inyan nemar bizman hamatim vahashayach elav. Everything that a Rebbe that a Nasi says is said only in the time that is appropriate and that is relevant for the content that is being imparted. And in parentheses, the Rebbe says, although obviously, and um, it has to be in such a way that the hashpa that's given at any time also is relevant and pervades at other times, but nevertheless, when those words are said, is very specific and very relevant. The kevan shadivichik merichami admor edes toyer shabbos mevorchem elul nemru bechag hapesach, and because my father-in-law, the Rebbe, described shabbos mevorchem on Pesach, move on sheyeshna shaychus pnimis ben shnei hazmanim. So therefore, it's understood there has to be an innermost connection between Elul and Pesach, even if it's not immediately apparent. And not only is it not immediately apparent, but the Rebbe says, it would seem that the connection between these two times, the correlation between these two times is not understood at all. These two times, Shabbos Mevorchem Elul, on one hand, and Pesach on the other, it's not just that they're different from each other in their content and in their general uh, idea. But actually, they're diametrically opposed to one another. Why? Because in Yonah, Pesach, who hamshacha mimaila lemata. Because Pesach is all about a spiritual effluence that comes from above to below. Tchila deidili. First, my beloved makes an overture towards me. Okay, like we say in the Haggadah, that the Abish kind of swooped down and took us out. And only afterwards did we make a reciprocal overture. Okiadua, as is known. The Geula of, from Mitzrayim was beferish not because of our Avaidah, because of our spiritual service. In parentheses, the Rebbe says, Shari on the contrary, Koidim Yitzias Mitzrayim, Hayu Bimatzav, Dehalalu, Bahalalu, Bechulu. Before they left Mitzrayim, B'nai Yisrael were in such a lowly spiritual state that the Medrash tells us, the Malachim said to Hashem, why are you causing the Egyptians to be drowned in, <clears throat> in the river and you're allowing the Jews to cross over on dry land when both of these demographics, both of these cohorts are they both serve idols. So what accounts for your discrepancy in how you treat them? They said to the Malachim, you have to be quiet, that <laughs> this is my business. But the fact is that, I mean, and this is only one-fifth of B'nai Yisrael, right? Because the rest stayed. They were not zeichet to leave. They had blended into the society or they died during Makas Choshech. So this was already the creme de la creme. And even about these people, the Malachim were able to say, they're Aiv Devadizara and, and the Mitzrayim are Aiv Devadizara. And please, let's look at footnote number five. The Rebbe says, Rebbe explains that it's not only that the way in which the Abishra swooped down to take B'nai Yisrael out of Mitzrayim, which is Loi al Malach, Veloi al Saraf, right? Veloi al Shaliach. We say in the Haggadah, that the Abisha did not send a proxy, did not deputize any other force to do this, 
but with his own honor, with his own glory, with his own essence, Abishah took us out of Egypt. So not only is it not possible, not only is it not possible for Jews to pull on the essence of Hashem through our Avodah, because no matter how arduous might be the Avaida, but no Avaida of a created being can reach this essential aspect of the Abishar. But he but Rebbe says, but on top of it, there was no Avaida among them. Ki halalu, like the Malachim said, because they're Avdei Avaita Zara. So it's not even in the discussion, it's not even on the table to talk about spiritual Avaita. Much less so to reach the level of So this is all to underscore that Pesach is all about Doidi Li. My beloved is to me. The Abishra made the first move. The Abishra's overture is the first move. So it's Pesach is all about an arousal from above. And it was only after there was this this overture from above that it aroused a reciprocal overture from below. But Chaydesh Elul in sharp contradistinction but Elul is famously all about the Avaida from below upwards. And note that the Rebbe is underscoring the Aleph and the Lamid. He wants to remind us that the words of this Pasuk are one of the many acrostics for Chaydash Elul. First is Ani Lidoiti, I am to my beloved, Isarusa Dilatata, an overture from below, Ba'achakach, and only afterwards, Isarusa Dilaela, is there the overture from above, Vidoidi Li, and my beloved is to me. And Rashi Tevis Elo. It's Sarak Lahavin. So once we understand this, we have to, we have to, once we understand the difference between Elul and Pesach, that so we have to understand. Why would the Fritik Rebbe choose to explain the ending of Shabbos on Pesach? It seems, seems interesting, if not bizarre, just seems out of place. Seif Beis, Ubira Indian. And the explanation for this concept is as follows. Yadua, it is well known, Razal, like our sages teach us, Pasuk, <clears throat> on the Pasuk from Eiv, Mi Hiktimani Ashalim. Hashem says, Who has ever come to meet me? Who has ever come to serve me? Who has ever done anything for me that I have not already paid for, that I have not already compensated them for? In other words, we think that we're so good, we're so firm, we're so religious, we're so Hasidish, we're so wonderful, we're so magnanimous, we're so amazing. But the Abish just says, I've, I've already paid you for this. <laughs> you have me on retainer. I, you know, like, I, 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 I've given you already for this. So based on this, Shafilu Masha Adam Yisrael everything that a person is able to um, acquire or able to reach through his own havaida. It's only because of the kayach that we are given from above. In other words, doing anything positive is a privilege. It's a gift. We're only able to do it because of the kayach that we were given from above. And it's only after we get this overture from above, only then are we able to do our work in a way of an overture from below. Meaning, and the Rebbe is going to explain this, you know, in, you know, much more comprehensively, that really everything that is is a rusa dilatata is already seeded in, sourced in, an Isarosa de la Eva. So 
the Rebbe is going to explain that there's different levels of Mitzvah Dilatata. But on some level, there really is no such thing as, as a Isarosa dilatata, essentially, because everything that we do below is already reciprocating to something that came from above. The very kayak to engage in Isarosa dilatata is something given to us from above. Like the Altarab explains, She'elol, Huzman, Hisgalos, Yudgimel, Midasarachamin. That Elul is the time that the 13 attributes of mercy are revealed. Umevi al Kach, and Al Trebe brings to explain this the famous Mashal, Mimelach Shanimza Basada, that the king is in the field. She'az Rashai Kol And because the king is in the field, everybody has permission to go out and meet the king. So it's true that it's your move to go out to meet the king. But the permission is granted from above. So your Sarusa Dilatata is, is really already reciprocating to Sarusa Dilaela of the Yudkim Omida Sarachamim that are revealed during this time. This means even though generally speaking, we say that Elul is the paradigm of the work that begins below and goes upwards. Yes, that's true. That Elul is saturated with the energy of overture from below. But still in all, but the Sarusa Dilatata necessitates the Yudgimomidasarachamim, which which basically open the door and give us permission from above. And only after the Abishter puts the Yudgimomidasarachamim into the public domain, as it were, and the Melech is Basada, then starts the work of Ani Lidoiti. Um, move on, and it's understood. The Rebbe says, "Sheitzerosa de laela hanim sheches laacharei va'aliyadei heisarosa de latata." That the is isarosa de laela, that the the effulence from above that comes through our overture from below, through our isarosa de latata, is much more elevated than the original isarosa de laela that prompted the Disarusa Dilatata, okay? So it's a cycle, it's a self-feeding cycle. It's a biofeedback, okay? So there's Isarusa Dilaela that prompts Isarusa Dilatata, and that Isarusa Dilatata prompts a much more exalted Isarusa Dilaela than the original one that prompted Isarusa Dilatata. The Kavan. Why is this true? Why is it true that only after the Zerusa de Latata can there be a higher level of the Zerusa de la Ela? The Kavan, this is because she is Zerusa de la Ela zu hakredemis ba bedera chesed Because the earlier, because the original is Zerusa de la Ela, the catalyst for the Zerusa de Latata comes as a freebie, it comes as chesed it's kindness that we did not earn. Therefore, it's an effluence that comes from a more external aspect of Hashem's light. Masha Enkin, in contradistinction, Hamshacha says, Rosa de la Ela, Shal Yedeha but the but the the downpour of the isarusa de la Ela that that reciprocates to our isarusa de la Tata that comes as a result of our work below. This comes and 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 this is um, quoting a pasuk in in Eiv. says, "I lust, I desire for the work of your hands." In other words, when we put in the effort, we are meeting a desire that Hashem has. 
And we are therefore awakening a more internal aspect. And therefore, of necessity, this arouses an aspect of the inner light of Hashem. The Yacharim Zeh move on. And at the same time, we understand that the Koyach, that our overture has to arouse this higher level of effluence from the Ebishter, its original source is in God's effluence that prompted our reciprocal overture. So again, it's a cycle. Isarusa de la Ela, which prompts an Isarusa de la Tata, which prompts a deeper Isarusa de la Ela. Can I ask you a question? Yeah, yeah. I don't Are know we... why I don't hear loud enough. Oh. Okay, now I'm hearing. Are we talking um, in any way about the idea of why the world is created, Chesed versus Dira Betachtonim? I don't think so, but but that's because I haven't thought about it. You just asked me the question. I would have to think. It sounds like this first uh, Yeah, time. yeah. I think you're always a few steps ahead of me. Yeah, I I I understand what you're saying now. That 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 the Abisha created the world. That's 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 chesed chino. <laughs> we didn't we didn't ask for that. And that was Abisha's like gift to us, right? Then the Abisha says, Lamaisi Yadecha I desire your 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 work, so that's the avoda of dear which prompts the ultimate israel which is the scholars of Mashiach. Right, but isn't it like just a little bit disturbing to say that the initial starting point was Chesed? Not disturbing. Chesedi Bana. That's 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 like a that 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 is like the beginning of everything. Yeah. I think. I don't know, but I have to think more. Rishi, um, can let's, I say look, let's look at footnote 13. So we're going back um, to, if you're looking at, if you print it out from the project in the Hebrew, it's, a, it's on top of page 159. So the Rebbe says that our work is only prompted, the Abishra prompts our work with with the original and then comes our work. So footnote 13. And the tekiah in the shoifer, the blowing of the shoifer, which would seem to be, right, we're blowing in the shoifer. So it seems like it's a rusa de la tata. says, This too is a concept of overture and arousal from above. Shari in Yanahu, because the Indian of blowing the shofar, Kamesha Kasov, um, and you know, we, we know, I think it's the Rambam that gave 10 reasons for why the shofar is blown uh, every day during Rosh during Elul, except for Er Rosh Hashanah. And most famously, quoting Amos, the Nabi Amos, Imitaka Shafer Beir, Va'am Lo Yichradu. It's a rhetorical question. Can the shofar be blown in a city and the nation will not tremble? So it would seem that it's a Isarusa dilatata. But Amai says, Im yitaka shofar. Will the shofar be blown? And Diyesh Leimar, the Rebbe says, we might say, Asheperish yitaka, who shahatakia ba milmaila, the loisha am toikin. We might be able to understand the words of Amais, Hayitaka, will a shafer be blown on a, on, on a deeper level? That this is a shafer that's blown mil maila above. The Raka Shaham Shachas Hatakiya mil maila, he al yidei hatakiya anu taken. And the shafer that is blown above is brought down, is, is, is nimshach through the tekiyas that are blown in this world. And the Rebbe says, see in Lekuti Deburim there, that the first tekiyah of Chodesh Elul, which this year will be on Sunday morning, 
כי הידו על פסיכס שערי הרחמים דחידש אלוהים. is a notification of the opening of the gates of mercy of Chodesh Elul, Upsicha Shari Arachamim, Harehi Hamshacham Nomayla. And the opening of the gates of mercy has to be an overture that's made above. Now we're going to go to footnote 14. Let's go back in the Sicha just to see. The Rebbe says it's understood that this Rusa de la Ela that comes after our Isarusa de Latata is higher, way higher than the original Isarusa de la Ela that prompted our original Aveda. Footnote 14. Bisarusa de la Ela Hanem Sheches Achareik Dimas Isarusa de Latata Beis Madregais. In the Isarusa de la Ela that is prompted by our Isarusa de Latata, there are two levels. So effectively, the Rebbe is going to teach us three levels, is, is, is referencing three levels of Isarusa de la Ela. There's the original Isarusa de la Ela that serves as the catalyst for our Isarusa de la Tata. Then there's Isarusa de la Ela that is prompted by our Isarusa de la Tata. And in that higher Isarusa de la Ela, the Rebbe says, now there's two levels. Aleph, the first level is Hamisayeris Alideis Rusa Dilatata. There's a level of the overture above, of the arousal above, that is aroused by our work here. The Gam Bifhinazu Yeshmaila Al Hisarusa Dilaela Shakoidam Hisarusa Dilatata. And this, as, as has already been said, is more elevated than the original Isarusa Dilaela. Why? Kihi Bichinas Pnimis. Because this comes from an innermost level of the Ebrister Elisha Pnimi Zu, he mifchinis tachtoina asheris rusadulatata magielasham. It's true, like the Rebbe said in the Pnim in the Sicha so far, that this is a higher level because it comes from the Pnimius. But the Rebbe says, but in the Pnimius, this is a lower level of the Pnimius. And this is a level of the innermost aspect of the Ebrister that can be affected by our overtures. Base, but now there is a higher level. The higher level, Hanim Sheches Mitzad Atzma. This is a level that of effluence that flows of its own volition. However, it's true that the Maisa Tachtoinim, that anything that we do below, cannot pull on this higher level of Pneumius, but this higher level of Pneumius can only shine, it can only rest, it can only make itself felt after our work in this world is complete. Is it like opening a faucet? Like you don't have any control about what's coming out of the faucet, but your work below opens the faucet. I don't know if that's a silly Yeah, one. no, yeah, you could say that, or you could say like this. The Rebbe explains in Seychas that the difference between mitzvah say mitzvah leisaseh. Mitzvah say is something we do. So that's like you light a candle. A mitzvah leisaseh is an inaction. Right? But that's like um, opening the curtain to let in the sun. Now, the fire of the sun, the light of the sun, is always going to eclipse a candle. So, yeah, I think, I think your metaphor of opening the, the faucet can also work. Yeah, that, that there are things that we, we can only kind of get out of the way. We can only like finish what we have to do, but, and then, then we allow the real hamshacha to come. So to review, there's an original Isarusa de la Ela. This original Isarusa de la Ela prompts Isarusa de la Tata. The Isarusa de la Tata prompts two levels of Isarusa de la Ela. 
one that comes from the lower level of Pneumius of the Abishtha's light, and one that comes from a higher level. Now, the one that comes from a higher level, we can't reach it. There's nothing we could do. But when we finish everything we can do and must do, then that higher level is able to flow and manifest itself. And this aspect is the higher aspect of the innermost aspect of the Eibishter. And nothing we do can actually reach that level. And we might say, we should say that uh, the light, the celestial light that is pulled forth through the avoida of Elo, the avoida of Tshuva, is this second higher level of the Pneumius of the R of the Edishtha. Now we're going back to um, the Sicha uh, in the paragraph beginning with Hagam. And although we have learned that the possibility to do Aravida of Ani Ladaiti, the catalyst for this is the, um, the, the revelation of the Yudgimal Midas Harachamim in the Chaydish of Elo. And now the Rebbe is answering the question of why would the Fetik Rebbe speak about Elul on Pesach? So he says like this, once you understand that the Koyach to do the Avoyg of Elul actually does come from Nisarusadala Although it's true that Elul is all about Isarosadilatata, but once we understand that there can be no Isarosadilatata before the Isarosadilaela, then we, we circle back to understand why the Fitikapa spoke about this on Pesach, because we said Pesach is all about Isarosadilaela. Now, Pesach, the, the Rebbe is going to explain, is Isarosadilaela Bechlal. It's the general energy of Isarosadilaela a subsidiary of which is the Isarusa de la Ela that prompts the work of Elo. So let's go back into the paragraph again. Although it's true that the specific subsidiary of Isarusa de la Ela that prompts our Isarusa de la Tata in Elo is the, the revelation of the Yud Gimel Midas Arachamim. But he named Ma'acha Shelechol Dovers, Manehekavuoloi Shehut Chilosevi Kari Vahazman Dam Shachas Yerusadil Ela Bechlal Hu Bepesach. But because the general energy of Yerusadil Ela and the Habshacha, the, the flow of that energy is Pesach, Kinal, as we explained. Masha Enkin, in contradistinction, Elul Shemitzat Atzmai, whose man avoided the Matalamaila. Elul is all about from below upward. And so even though we have located the specific conduit of that prompts the work of which is the but that comes from something more general. And the more general kayach of Isarusa de la Ela comes down on Pesach. Bahainusha Pesach, who has man, Isarusa de la Ela. Pesach is the time of Isarusa de la Ela. Ba'oifen Kloli, in a general way. Umizeh, ba'ois achakach, hamshachais, ha protiois, bechol inyan, bismanoi, hakavua. And then from Pesach, from the inyan of Isarusa de la Ela, that generally flows into this world on Pesach, then subdivide subsidiary streams of Isarusa de la Ela for each particular time. 
And if you look at footnote 18, the Rebbe says that this is reflected in the fact and that's why Pesach is called the Rosh Hashanah of the Shalosh Regolim, the three pilgrimage festivals. Because the head is where the general vivifying energy for the body resides. And from the brain flows the particular differentiated energy that each aver, that each limb needs. Now we're back in the next paragraph in the Sicha. And therefore, the saying of the Sicha about Shabbos Mevorchem Elo. And what Shabbos Mevarchim? Shabbos Mevarchim is that is that island in time, which is saturated with the general energy that the whole month will need. and therefore included Also, the specific energy you'd give him was already in this world on, uh, on Shabbos Mabarchim, this past Shabbos. But when did the Fitzgerald speak about this? The Chag HaPesach on Pesach. Now take a look at footnote 19. And look what the Rebbe says with just a few words. The Lachain Amiras Hasicha, Rebbe says, and therefore the teaching of the Sicha, the saying of the Sicha in the footnote, Haham Shacham Milmaila Al Nasi Hadar. When a sicha is said, it's a, a spiritual affluence that flows into this world through the nasi hadar. And on the word kulay, kolin yonei kulay, the footnote 20, the Rebbe says that Shabbos Mevorchim is the time where all the general things that are needed for the whole month come down. So look at 20, because Rosh just like the head of a body, just like the head of the year, right? Over and over, we learned that the brain has the energy for the whole body. So Rosh has the energy for all the days of the month. That's why it's called the head of the month and not the first of the month. And on Shabbos Mevorchim, you bless the Reish Chodesh. On top of the fact that we know that all the days of the week are always blessed by the Shabbos that comes before it, but Shabbos Mevorchim has the care to bless all the days of the month. And in a different sicha, the Rebbe says that the truth of the matter is that Shabbos Mevorchim Elul blesses all the days of the year. Why? Because we famously don't have a Shabbos Mevorchim Tishrei. So Shabbos Mevorchim Elul blesses Tishrei, and Tishrei is the Hamshacha for the whole year. So the Hamshacha for the whole year is already found in Shabbos Mevorchim Elul. When I learned the Sikha, I said to my husband, such a shame that this wasn't last week's Sikha, but, you know, so I could um, feel Shabbos Mavarchim more, or understand more properly. I feel like it's always the case. The Rebbe used to talk about the Yamtiv, like a Matzah Yamtiv. The Rebbe would explain the enormous Hamshachis. <laughs> Tipa says, I just said the same thing. Yeah. Gimel. So now the Rebbe circles back and he says, and now that we understand a little bit about what we're talking about, why it was said when it was said, and what is the greatness of Shabbos before Hamelul, now we can appreciate the four terms that David Rebbe used in describing Shabbos before Hamelul. He wasn't just, you know, given to flowery alliterations, although, I mean, his writing is... Um, quite, quite beautiful. You see in the Kuti Deburim, it's very, very descriptive and it's very, very flowery. But the Rebbe says, but, but it's never just that. Betir Shabbos Mevorachim Elul, when the Fetigab explains Shabbos Mevorachim Elul. 
שבכללוס נחלוקים הם לשני סוגים. הרב אסף, generally, you take these four expressions and subdivide them in two. In one category is הארס ובהירוס זיו השמש. That's בחלק הראשון. There is the, the, um, the sunshine. There is the, the beauty and, and the luminous shine of the sun. That's one. And the Rebbe here, again, quotes the words that Friedrich Rebbe said, Hagam shadayin yoyim bohir That although it was still a bright day in which the sun was shining, so that's, that's one category. And the other category goes chiluf ha'avir, that the temperature of the air is already changing, hagashas ha'reach shel elul, you could feel the smell, you could sense the smell of elul, and the winds of tshuva that are blowing. That's the second category. Why? Because the light and the rays of the sun, those come forth from above. And what does this mean on the innermost level? This is the way in which the sun, which serves as a metaphor for Hashem, um, this is the way in which that the light and the rays stream forth. So this is a reference, the to the very specific that is different from the more general that comes into this world, as we said above. The Gimel and Yanim HaKherim and the other three descriptive terms, those describe the way in which the creatures, those who were created below, respond to the light and the rays of the sun. As they are affected by the light from Hashem, Dalit. So here the Rebbe is going to explain this. Regarding the arousal of those below that comes and reciprocates to what is beamed at us from above. My holy father-in-law, the Rebbe says two things. Aleph, the smell of Elul can already be sensed. And the second thing is, and the wind of Tshuva is already blowing. And the Rebbe is going to explain this soon, but in case you're wondering what happened to the third thing, the Rebbe is going to say, that the chiluf ha'avir, that the temperature, the atmosphere is already changing, is an intro to these other two things. He's going to explain it in a moment. But first, let's explain this. And now let's explain the connection between smell and the wind to Elul and to the Indian of Tshuva. I think it is. In Kehela, Shlomo Melech says that what he explains, what's tshuva? That the spirit of man should return to God who gave us that spirit. I knew this means. Sheikar inin hatshuva, the main aspect of tshuva. He his ruach is the elevation of ourselves to the aspect of ruach And regarding what we've been explaining here, this is a level that is higher than light. So you see what the Rebbe is doing here. The sun is this arusadilla but our tshuva, which is the sarusa de latata, brings our ruach to a higher level. And then returning to Hashem can actually be effectuated. 
וזויס רמז חייק מרי חמי אדמור בטבעס רוח של תשובה. And this is what the Fetik Rebbe was alluding to when he said the wind of tshuva. Because the main thing of Elul is highlighting this aspect of, of, of ruach, of, of ruchnius, of, of, of our spirit. Um, you could say that all of Yiddishkeit and all of our Aveda is about reminding ourselves that, that we're not bodies that happen to have souls, that we're souls that, that have bodies so we can navigate this dear v'tachtayinim. So, so the Rebbe is saying that when the Vita Rebbe said ruach hatshuva, this is what he kind of wants to highlight, that Elul is a time where the ruach has to take front and center. If it's not already like that a whole year, this is the time. And once we understand this, we understand the connection between scent, between the smell and Elul. The main avoida of Elul, of Anila Doidi, I am to my beloved, is of course Tshuva. But what happens through that? Through this, we merit the spirit of Mashiach. And we're taught that the, the essence of the revelation of Mashiach, it comes specifically through the element of smell. Like it says in Yeshayahu, He will smell the truth. Mashiach will be able to discern things through the sense of smell. Well, Perish Chazal, and the Gemara Sanhedrin explains, He will be able to discern uh, what is holy and what is not, and, and different things that will have to be sorted out, because as you know, we're kind of a jumbled hot mess right now. So Mashiach is going to have to sort out a lot of things. And the Gemara says, based on this Pasuk, that Mashiach will do this through he, he will judge through his sense of smell. He will smell and he will know definitively what's what. Hey. And as a preparation for these two aspects, the Ruach and the Reach, Ruach shall truvo, Bechinas Reach shall Eloi de Chuva, Oimer, Chaik Merichami Admor Besichosai, Ha'avir Kfar Ischalif that the ear, that the atmosphere is changing. And what is he alluding to in this? When it comes to the necessities of life, there are a number of categories. You need a house. You need clothing. You need food to eat. You need water to drink. And you need, uh, you need air to breathe. You need oxygen. But the Rebbe says, each one is more important than the one before. And in footnote 32, the Rebbe says that this is referenced in one of the Maimorim, Mayim Rabim, that the way the world works, that what is most necessary is cheapest. So the most necessary thing is oxygen. You don't pay for it. What's most expensive are the things we need least. We call them luxury items. Okay. So the Rebbe says like this. You need clothes more than you need a roof over your head. Food, you need even more than you need clothing. And more than food, you need to drink. And what is most necessary from all? Oxygen to breathe. And the ear that we need to breathe is a constant and unremitting need. Because without oxygen to breathe, without ear to breathe, we can't, we can't exist even for a short amount of time. 
And because this is such a great need, and we breathe normally, regularly, we breathe constantly. Therefore, it's understood. And therefore, this is something, the, the efficacy of oxygen, the necessity of breathing is felt by every person constantly. And this is what the Fritikapa was alluding to when he said that the ear in Lubavitch is already changing. The very most necessary thing for living has already changed in Lubavitch. In other words, of necessity, there are going to be different levels in terms of the Isarusa Dilatata. There are going to be people whose chuva is uh, more intense than other people, and so on and so forth. But ha'avir mischalif. But the beginning of everything is the prelude to the ruach and the reach, which is the response to the sunny day, right? Because that's the original Sarusa de la Ela, is that the sun is shining. That is going to prompt Sarusa de la Tata, a ruach, and that's going to lead to a reach, to a higher level. But the prelude to this is that the atmosphere is changing, that the ear, the very oxygen that you breathe, already changed. so beautiful here. Yes, oxygen is the most necessary thing, but it's also the thing we put the least amount of thought process in. With Hashem's help, if we can breathe spontaneously, we give it no thought. I mean, food we have to prepare and clothes you have to buy and, and a house you, you're either paying rent or mortgage or whatever, but it takes a lot of, takes a lot of uh, effort. The ear you breathe spontaneously, so the Rebbe says, that's what the Fiat Rebbe was talking about, that from Shabbos Mevorchim Elul in Lubavitch, you, the, already the, the ear was saturated with, with an energy. You didn't even need tircha. You didn't have to put in any effort to feel it. And it was also, um, it was also a situation where everybody knew that it was shayach to them, it was relevant to them, and it was necessary. And that it vivifies each one, each person, each living thing, with every breath. Like we say from Tehillim, that every neshama praises Hashem. In this respect, every neshama has to take in the breath, has to take in the the avir the the atmosphere in Lubavitch that was pregnant with this this teshuva, this energy of teshuva. Um, one thing that I just wanted to share that kind of um, came at me, uh, there's so many things here, but one thing is that maybe we could say that there's a lot, a lot of things that as women fall under our jurisdiction, as it were, um, you know, the Ruach and the Reach, you know, but um, I think the most important might be the Avir Hamischalif, like we really are in charge of the, the general atmosphere in the house. So when the, when the mother's happy, when she's positive, when she's upbeat, then, then the whole house or the whole Chabad house or the whole company or the whole whatever changes. And then everything else can flow from that. Um, love to hear other people's thoughts. Anything people want to say? Hi, hi. Uh, I just had one question. Um, actually, I have a lot of questions, but one. <laughs> um, on this third level that you were talking about early on with the response from Hashem 
responding to Israel. Do we ever really enter that space? Or do we really remain on the second, on the second level? Because it, it, you made the statement that it happens after we've completed our work. Is that something we really experience here? If, if, if I'm understanding correctly, we don't enter into either of the spaces. It's about what our work can arouse to flow down into this world. I see. We, we can't uh, enter in, into the essence of the Avishtha. But there's a lower aspect of the innermost light of Hashem that we can prompt through our Aveda. Mm-hmm. And then there's a higher level that's prompted, not through what we do, but when what we can do is done. So it is, um, I had the same question. I had a question on the same idea because so it is affected by our work because if it's done, it means that we have to, uh, we do in order yes. for it to be. That's why I brought the example of the mitzvah saseh and mitzvah leisaseh. Yes, they're both affected by our work, but in a different way. That's why a mitzvah loisa say is higher than a mitzvah ase. Because it because it can it can it can affect, it can prompt, it can stimulate a higher level. But it's dafkin what we don't do, as it were. But but in choosing not to do that, it's it's an overture on our part of a different kind. Right. So it, it's different, but it is it is dependent on our work. Yeah. Rifki. Yeah, Esther. <laughs> That's Esther, right? I think yeah. I recognize you. Yeah. Well, I am so busy because I'm leaving in an hour. So, but but I just wanted to. Can't we? I maybe this simplifies it, but it's about relationship. The awareness of what the Abraham does for us. You know, when we're born, we're complete. All the gifts the Abishta gives us, the talents, it's all on our Rusadilla I mean, it all comes from above. Sure. Everything that we have to go on with life. How do we return that relationship? So that's, it's how we return that relationship. So it's in any friendship, in any sibling, in any parent, child, in parent, in, in spousal, how you return that relationship now determines what comes back. Yeah, And no matter what comes back has to be at the level you can handle. But at its source, there is something much deeper. Isn't that true, you as a mother? Yeah, I, th- I, think, I think what you're saying is right. I, I think it might be a little bit of a, of a stretch, an oversimplification to say it's mamish like this in our uh, interpersonal relationships in this world, because self goes self, you know, we're talking about very dachistic and yanim here, and 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 uh, you know, uh, stimulating as Rosh on the on the highest level uh, of the arpnimi of the Ebishter That you know, so I think there comes a place where we cannot um, easily draw parallels to to other relationships. But generally speaking, yes, there is always this biofeedback loop in our relationships. There's no question about it. Thank you yes, very much. Yes, yes. I'm sorry. I'm just so um, busy. But um, okay. my point is, my point is that in order for me anyway, this way it works personally, that for me to understand it, I have to apply it in a simple form. You know, I have to apply it in a simple form and then move it out, of course, to a point where it's Eberster and it is much more refined or much more holy or whatever. But to understand it, may, maybe when we start at a simple level, understanding relationship, the give and the give back and apply that and then move higher from that, you understand, we understand the Sarusa in a much uh, better way. Yeah, just Thank me. you. I want to wish everybody um, a good chaydash because uh, the next time we learn it will already be in the, in the month of Elul so we should all be gebench with a the Rebbe says after Tuba'av we already have to wish each other a good gebench everybody should receive 
what we need, what the Ebershah knows we need, and it should all be and Mashiach should come already now, Mamash, because that's the main thing. Koltov, wishing everyone a wonderful week. Thank you so much. Amen. Thank you very much.